0: Now, it rains. I am walking with Jesus. I'm a child of the King, and it's all because, all because I am redeemed. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. been born with a pride it was jesus it was jesus nobody 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 but jesus oh yeah oh yeah now if anybody church they gonna ask you if they ask you you can tell His love Church I'm gonna tell His goodness To me God's been so good to me Oh yeah Now he purchased My salvation With his own Precious blood And from sin right now Right now, I am set free, oh yes I am, yes I am, I am, oh I'm redeemed, Lord, we have been bought with a price, it was Jesus, it was Jesus. Nobody with Jesus gonna tell her his love, I got to tell how he's been so good to me, oh yes he has. Right now, right now, I am set free. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I am. Oh, I'm bridging. I've been bought with a pride. It was Jesus. It was Jesus. Nobody. Go bad, go bad, go bad, go bad it with Jesus.
1: Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I am redeemed. I've been bought with a price. I've been bought with a price. That means I'm free. I'm
0: free. No more chains holding me. I am redeemed.
1: Yes. Lord, have mercy. Thank you choir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to God be all of the glory. All of the glory. Can't give anybody else any praise and glory but him. But God. But God. Good morning or good afternoon. It's good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. It's good to look out and see you and you can see me. We know that God is still in the blessing business. Amen. Amen. To my pastor, thank you for allowing me to stand where you stand. To my sisters in Christ, thank you for being here. To all the officials and officers of this church, thank you. To all of the ones under the sound of my voice, whether you're a member, a visitor, or whoever, to God be all the glory. To God be all of the glory. I, I don't take this here lightly because God is an awesome God, and he's worthy to be praised. And you know that I stand on the three B's. Be seen, be heard, and then be seated. And I'm going to do just that this morning. Father God, in your precious son, Jesus' name, I come first of all, Lord God, just to say thank you. Father God, thank you for allowing me to see another day. Thank you for your finger love that woke us up this morning. Thank you when you breathe the breath of life into us this morning. And we just want to say thank you. Father God, I pray that you will allow me to do your will on this morning. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to come in. Holy Spirit, I need you to rain down on me. I need you to saturate me this morning. I need you to speak through me. So that there will be clarity and boldness in your word. Father God, we come this morning that you, God, may be glorified, your people edified, and the devil terrified. Father God, we thank you. And Father God, I pray that ears will be open and hearts will receive what you have given to me on this morning. And I pray, Lord God, when I take my seat, that I'm pleased. In your eyes. Because I don't worry about man. Because it's not about me. But it's all about you. These things I ask in your precious son Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to be before you long. I'm going to do what thus said the Lord. If you have your Bibles this morning. We're going to go to 2 Kings. Chapter 4. We're going to start at verse 2 Kings chapter 4, starting at verse 1. And it reads, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elijah, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming is coming to take my two sons to be his slave. Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. When you have come in and shut the door behind you and your sons then pour it in all those vessels and set aside the full one So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out Now it came to pass when the vessels was full that she said to her sons bring me another vessel and they said there is not another vessel so the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God. He said, Go sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. That's focused. Then he said, Go sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons live On the rest. Look at someone. And say if I follow God's plan. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out. Of this. You see when I don't know what to do. When I don't know which way to turn. When I don't have any answers. When my days are dark and my nights are even darker. If I just remember and I've learned that if he abides in me and I abide in him, I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. My brothers and sisters in Christ, all of us at one time or another will find ourselves between a rock and a hard place. Down in the valley between the devil and the deep blue sea. Although you are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, sometimes we find ourselves in a difficult situation. See, life has a way of coming at you fast. See, you didn't see that curveball. You didn't see that fast pitch. You didn't duck for that sucker punch. And life has a way of putting you in unpredictable situations. Somebody here today, or you might know someone that is behind in their mortgage, their rent is due, their utility bills are unpaid, somebody that was laid off from their job, hours was cut, and now they find themselves in a difficult situation. See, life consists of 5% of what happens to you and 95% of how you respond to what happened to you. Uh, Although you have no control of the 5%, but you still got control of the 95% on how you respond. So you cannot control that the job shut down or they cut back in hours or sickness in your body. You can't control the fact that you lost your job, but you can make the best out of a bad situation. You see, this is what we find in the scripture on today. In 2 Kings 4, in first verse, we are introduced to a woman that finds herself between a rock and a hard place, between the devil and the deep blue sea. She's down in the valley. A valley, an unpleasant place, a place of isolation, a place that you feel alone, a low place in your life, A place so low that you can't see nothing but walls. I want to remind you that you are not down in the valley by yourself. Because in that valley you have a river of water flowing through and it's not just water. But you got living water flowing in the valley with you. You got life in the valley. You got hope in the valley. You got a way out of no way in the valley with you. We find out that this woman learned how to make something out of nothing. Now, my sisters in here, we've been doing this all along. You see, we can make something out of nothing. You see, we know how to stretch a dollar. We know how to squeeze a quarter. And we know how to make a dime holler. See, you know what I'm talking about. See, this lady in the scripture, all her human provider and her human protector is no longer here. But she still has a provider and a protector Why she's going through. Because the word tells us to cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. You see, when we look at this woman's predicament, When we look deep into her situation and her circumstance, we can see how she feels that she don't see a way out. But let us just evaluate this woman's situation for a few minutes. In in, in chapter 4, verse 1, we find out some things about this woman. She was married to one of the prophet's sons. A good man. A good man. And Psalms 1 tells us, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly, nor standing in the way of the sinners, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful. A good man. Also, James tells us that blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. A good man. Can I glorify this for just a second? Amen. A good man. A hard Working man, a man that is the provider and the protector, a man that will go the full length to make sure that his family is taken care of. If you got a good man, you should say, Thank you, Lordy. Because I want you to hear this loud and clear what I'm about to say. Because in this day and time, a good man is positive for an income, a job, we say a J-O-B, and he is negative for HIV. Good man. Good man. This woman's husband was a hard worker. He took care of his family. He was handling all of the business, paying all of the bills, trying to keep their head above water, working so she could stay home and take care of the sons. But death comes and takes him away. So bad things do happen to good people. You see, you can be saved a good tider, and still lose your job. You can be Holy Ghost filled and still get sick. You can be saved, love the Lord, and read your Bible 365 days a year and 366 if there's a leap year and still bad situations will find you. Just because you are saved, sanctified, and belong to a running sailor missionary Baptist church, the end of your search for a friendly church does not mean that you will never find yourself in a bad situation between a rock and a hard place, down in the valley between the devil and the deep blue sea. The woman in the scripture, from the human point of view, has no provider or protector now because her husband has died. She's in a bad situation situation. If you read the Old Testament, it verifies that the man was the provider and the protector. To make matters worse, not only is he dead, but he has left her with some bills and some debts. Stay with me. You've seen me? Now please hear me. She's not in debt because her husband was lazy and not a good provider. But death is an untimely thing. And that was the last thing on his mind or her mind. He was working hard to clear all debt and be debt free. See, we think that we have all the time in the world, but tomorrow is not promised to anyone. So we need to get our house in order. The scripture says, now the creditor wants to collect and since she has no money, no collateral, they want to take her two sons into slavery for payment. And back in the Old Testament, this was not against the law. See, we, we all know what it's like. We hate to hear that phone ring. And if there's a number that we don't recognize, we will not answer the phone. We let it go to the voicemail. See, we, we go to the post office or the mailbox, and we sometimes find final notices there that tells us that if we don't pay within a certain frame of time, they're coming to get our stuff. They're coming to take that flat screen TV. They're coming to get that fine furniture that you just got. They're going to repossess your car and sometimes you go to bed, you got a car in the yard, wake up the next morning, it's gone. They repossessed your car. And sometimes they'll say, we're going to foreclose on the house or we're going to turn out. The lights. And worse yet, they say, I'm going to turn it over to a collection agency. See, creditors are like some of us. We don't take into consideration a person's circumstances or situation. We are so quick to say, well, they brought it on themselves. It's not my problem. That's their problem. See, they say they are coming to get our stuff. Now, just imagine how this woman felt. She has no furniture, no car, no collateral. Only thing she has is two sons. You see, it's one thing to take my stuff, but it's something else to take my sons to pay off a debt. You'll hear us say loud and clear, don't mess with my stuff. But I want to remind you, and I excuse me if there's any English teachers in here, retired or presently teaching english please forgive me but i want to remind you that it ain't your stuff you here say my house ain't your house he just allowing you to live in it my car ain't your car he just allowing you to drive it then we'll say my money ain't your money It may say in God we trust, but he's just trusting you to be a good steward over his money. You hear him say, my children ain't your children. He just put them into your care. See, when we look at the big picture, you don't even own yourself. God can repossess any time that he wants. But I'm here to tell you this morning that you can have the stuff. That's just what it is, stuff. But my sons are my heritage. My sons are my namesake. I can always get more stuff, but sons are another story. You see, we got to learn to put the value in the right place. My value is not in my stuff, but my value is in my relationship with God. My value is in my family, and my value is in my strength. If I lose all my stuff, And I still got King Jesus. I got more than enough to start all over again. Is there anybody here that can say I can lose the stuff? But if I got my strength, if I got my health, if I got my joy, if I got my peace, if I got the Lord on my side, who can be against me? He can give me more stuff. I want to tell you this morning, the stuff don't make me. I make the stuff. The car don't make me, the house don't make me. The clothes don't make me, the jury don't make me. If I lose it all, and I still got King Jesus. I got more than enough. When we get back to the scripture, it tells her they're coming to get her son. She goes to see Elijah. And she explains her situation. See, you need to know that when you are down, when you are having troubles, make sure you go to the right person about your situation. She goes to Elijah, and he gives her a plan of action. She went to the right person, the man of God, whom God had already given divine instruction to Elijah. See, when God gives you a plan, it's not your agenda. This is why we sometimes find ourselves in the predicament, in the mess that we're in. Because we're following our own agenda. But it's God's agenda. Because he said, I know the plans that I have for you. I'm coming out of this if I follow God's plan. Elijah asked her in chapter 4 verse 2. Elijah asked her, what do you have in your house. Sometimes you have what you need right under our nose and just don't know it. She said, I have nothing in the house except a pot, one pot with a little oil, not much. I want you to put a pin right there. See, if you're going to make the best out of a situation, you've got to evaluate your present situation. You have to decide what you're going to spend your time, your resources, and your energy on. See, I can imagine a woman is standing there wearing her options. She's hearing Elijah's words echoing in her ear. What can I do for you? What do you have in your house? You see, on one hand, her husband is dead. On the other hand, the creditor is coming to take her son. On one hand, she has a dead situation. On the other hand, she has a situation that is not dead yet because the creditors has not got there. On this hand, she has a situation that she cannot change. Her husband is dead, although he was a good man, a good provider, a good protector. And she loved him, but he's dead. On this hand, she's about to receive a plan that can give her the power to change her situation. See, everything on this side is negative. If everyone on this side is filled with negativity, telling you it's not going to work, <clears throat> you're wasting your time. Give it up. That's not for you. It is what it is. I need to tell you, it's not what it is. See, if they act like they have no life, the only thing that you can do is bury the dead and move on to this hand. Look back at them and tell them that if Shadrach, Meshach, And that bad Negro can be thrown into a fiery furnace and come out in the morning, and they have not been burned. Their clothes have not been burned. Their hair not singed, and they have no smell of smoke. If they can come out of their situation, look at them and tell me. If Daniel was thrown in the lion's den with hungry lions, and they laid down and went to sleep, he used one for a pillow. Got up the next morning, still alive and well. He came out of his situation. Then I know that I can come out of this. Sometime God is waiting on you to move so he can move. God is still sitting high and looking low. He's still in charge. Elijah asked her again, what do you have in your house? She replied nothing, but then she remembered, I have a little oil. By the grace of God, you always have a little you may not have a full tank of gas but you're not on empty yet you may not have steak in the refrigerator but you got some peanut butter and jelly in the cabinet you may not wear nine west but you can go to pay less you may not have a mercedes but you still got your hoopty You may not live in a mansion, but you got your little house. You may not have all that you want, but you got all that you need when you got King Jesus. See, he keeps clothes on your back, shoes on your feet, food on your table, a roof over your head. You see, before God will help you, you got to be willing to help yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Lord, I need your help if I'm coming. Out of this. Still in Second Kings chapter 4, verse 3. Elijah tells her, Go borrow empty vessels from your neighbor. Borrow a lot of vessels. Reverend Phillips, can I have some vessels? Reverend Lofton, I just need a few vessels. No, I need more than a few. I need as many as you can give me. Pastor Horsley, I need some empty vessels. Because, see, God got a plan for me. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring them back, but I need the vessels. See, sometimes we hesitate going to people. It's not what you are borrowing, but what is important is who you're borrowing from. Because, see, we don't want people to know our situation, but if God is in the plan, he's already touched their hearts. All you got to do is just go. Go. Elijah told her once she had gathered all the vessels, come into your house with your sons and shut the door. And I want you to start pouring the oil. I want you to start pouring the oil into the empty vessels. She's doing, she's being obedient. I don't know why I'm pouring this oil, but Elijah said, pour the oil into the vessels. I'm gonna follow his word because he's a man of God. I have no answers to my problems, so I gotta go find my answers. And he told me to fill the bottle, the vessels with oil. And she got to the last one and she asked her son and said, bring me (laughs) some more vessels. Son says, bomb, there are no more vessels. I want you to know this, more. who can take a little and make a lot but God? I'm here to tell you that when you're down in the valley, remember, the only way is up. Tell somebody, I'm coming out of this. Here comes the total plan. She went to see the man of God and told him that all the vessels was filled. He told her, take the oil. Go sell it. Now she's in business. She's an entrepreneur now because she's going to sell the oil. He said, and pay your tithes. and other would give God what's his. Pay your mortgage, your utility bills, buy some food, some clothes for you and your son. Pay your creditors, and you and your sons live on the rest. See, the man of God, Elijah, gave her God's divine plan. That will move her from not having enough to having just enough to having more than enough. Who would want to serve a God that can take a little and do a lot? Ask the 5,000. Who would want to serve a God who can make a way out of no way? Ask the children at the Red Sea. Who would want to serve a God that can speak life? Ask Lazarus. Who would want to serve a God that will go the distance just to get to you if you even have to walk on water? See, I I, I told you about my three B's. I've been seen, I've been heard. Now I'm getting ready to be seated. But before I do, I want to leave this with you. See, when you are down in the valley and there seems to be no way, no one there with you, I want to remind you that there's always somebody down there with you. The one that said he would never leave you nor forsake you. Someone that will talk with you and walk with you. Someone that will tell you that you are his own. The one that will comfort you. The one that will counsel you. The one that you can pour out your heart to. The one that you can give your heart to. The one that you can trust with your life. I want you to know down there in that valley is your lily in the valley. Your bright and your morning star. I want to tell you that when he's with you. The songwriter said no fire can burn you, no battles can turn you, no giants can defeat you, no mountains can stop you, no weapons formed against you shall prosper. He will hold your hand and walk with you in victory. I know that's right because he proved that over 2,000 years ago. You see, there was a meeting going on in heaven. And God said, I got to do something down at Ronald Salem on this November the 10th. They're celebrating Veterans Day. But I need you to go and prepare the way right now. So when that time comes, they're going to be ready to do what thus said the Lord. I want you to go on down there. And I tell you, son, it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to tell you a tale. I'm going to tell you, so I'm going to walk with you. Some am going to talk with you. Some am going to deny you. So I'm going to turn you over for a little bit of money. But, son, I got to have somebody that I know going to hang in there. I got to have somebody that's going to be humble enough to do what I want them to do. Even if they have to come back and cry out, Father, if it's your will, take this from me. But I want you to know, son, that I'm with you. I need you to go on down. I need you to do what that said the Lord. I need you to go up on Calvary's hill. But I want you all to know this morning that it was not the oil that I was seeking up on Calvary hill. But I want you to know it's the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary's hill. That blood that would never lose its power. That soul-saving blood. That blood that covered you and I. That blood that ran down his precious body. And I want you to know it didn't stop there. Son, because, see, you're not going to stay. They're going to think it's all over and all done with. But while they're sleeping, you're still going to be working on their behalf. Because early on Sunday morning. Early, son, on Sunday morning. I want you to know before the S-U-N come up. My S-O-E is gonna be gotten up. And you're gonna get up, not with just a little bit of power. You're gonna get up with all power in your hands. I'm telling you, you get up so he can get up, so he can get up, so she can get up. I want them all to get up with all power. So when they get into a situation, they know who to look to. Because I'm here to tell you, keep looking to the hill, but which come at your help. Yeah help coming from the Lord I'm coming out of this because I've learned that when you've done all that you can do you just stand stand on the promise of God stand on the will of God stand on the joy of God he may not come when you want it but he's always on time tell somebody it's my time I'm coming out of this cancer you thought you had me diabetes you thought you had me but I'm healed by his stripes tell somebody I'm coming out of this I got family problems I'm coming out I got financial situation I'm coming out drugs thought they had me but I'm coming out the bottle thought it was gonna keep me but I'm coming out depression thought it was gonna take over but I'm coming out I'm here to tell you that as long as you got King Jesus, hey, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and tell somebody, I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. Praise the Lord. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. When I come out, I'm not going to look like What I've been through. I'm
0: coming out. Thank you, Lord.